0: Welcome back to the Tay Mayhem Podcast. I'm George Richard. I'm R. Romero. So, George, um, remember that whole thing I was telling you about in the car about that weird guy that wanted to beat me up at H&R Block? Uh, A little bit, right? You said he was, uh, you said he looked hung? He was just very old and just very, he looked, you know that dog from those old MGM cartoons, the Droopy, I think is what his name is? not really no like he's very short and like his like mutton sh- i guess his chops oh, were yeah. Just, like yeah yeah so that old so that dude like he was just eyeballing me the entire time while i walked in to pay for my to get my taxes sorted out like and that just got me to thinking like i thought i seriously thought i was gonna get my ass beat by an old man that today well like but why though like what were you doing I don't know. That's the problem. I think I think it might have been because he was, like, very attracted to the uh, the lady that was working at the front. But the lady that was working at, my front, at the front was, like, 50 years my senior. So it didn't even matter. He he has zero competition. He can have her. I'm sorry, dude. I think he was just jealous of uh, how much you were making, you know? He knew you were going to pull that teller. <laughs> he knew. Oh, God, no. He knew. He was like, bro, look at this guy. He's fucking poor as fuck. But he can still take my bitch from me. But, no, seriously, so that... Like George, how many old people do you think you can fight before one of they they take you down? Uh, how old are we talking? I want to say sixty-five and older. So you're just in a room full of people so that are sixty-five. If I and older. just have to fight retired people, I feel like I could go for at least fifty, and if I got a good night's sleep, maybe a hundred. Okay. So okay. So consider this the half of them are gonna half of them are gonna be grandmas the other half are gonna be like old dudes. so I mean I feel like I could take out at least 100 grandmas but then the rest old dudes I feel like I can only take 25 old dudes. you really think that one old dude is as strong as four old ladies? Yeah because I mean why ha- has an old man ever poked you in the ribs or like just poked you in general trying to get at your attention? no i I tend not to get into fights with older men. It is the boniest finger. Like, it'll poke you so deep into your—they'll poke so deep into your skin, like, they'll hit bone. Well, if they're all bones, then I feel like that should make it even easier, you know, because then there's not really a whole lot of muscle. You can just throw them, and you break them instantly. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I can't get past that initial bone touch. It fucking hurts. It, they poke you right there in the sternum. Where it hurts the most, and it knocked the wind out of me. If you just drink a whole lot of milk beforehand, then your bones will be strong enough to take anything, all right? Okay, okay, consider this. Who do you think, who poses a bigger threat for you? Toddlers or old people? Okay, you kind of have a point here. Old people are more likely to uh, kill me, I guess, than toddlers, but I mean, it'd be easier for me to fight both of them, though. But eventually, there's going to be, they're going to overtake you. Yeah, of course, eventually. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't fight everyone, but. Yeah, you definitely can't fight at all. <laughs> like. No, I definitely feel like I could do 100 old people regardless of their gender. Regardless. Right. Right. What about toddlers? So what age are you defining here? Um, zero to. That's infant. To Zero to four. So, okay, no, so right, let's three, say two right, to four. Two to four, two to four, that's a, that's a reasonable age for a toddler. Um, if they are four, I can probably only take 150 four-year-olds, but if we're talking two-year-olds, I could easily do 300. Well, it's going to be a mixed bag, that's the thing. That's the, that's okay, the part that so, keeps you on your toes. You don't know how many, it's going to be random every time. Okay, so if it's random every time, then I'll go with 200. I could definitely do 200 and then maybe an encore round of 75. So you're so you're considering bonus rounds in it too. It's not oh, one yeah. if, consider this. It's not one on one. What all right, what if it was a mix though? What do if you think about It was about a that? mix of old people, of and, old toddlers. people and toddlers. How, how 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 many waves do you think you can get into? Um okay, if it's waves of 50, I'm going to go with 3. I know I could do 150 mixed batch of old people and young people. Right. But you know, honestly, I'm not sure if I could go farther than that because I feel like that would be a little tough unless I could just use the toddlers. <laughs> use the toddlers as well? Or, as maybe, you weapons? know, use the old people as well. Just, I don't know. I, I, I feel like uh, maybe at one point you would be able to use a barrier, you know, or just craft a variety of weapons. Well, I mean, like I said, this is just a room. This is just a room. You're getting surrounded by it. You're constantly getting berated by either old people or toddlers. Yeah, no, uh, I'll do 150 mixed batch. Um, I, I'm i not sure I could do much more than that, maybe 175, but the other ones I'll, I'll maintain. I could probably do 100 old people. No oh, big fucking tough guy can do 100 old people. I bet you could, George. How? What about you? Like, what, 20? 20? No, I think- You don't I have could. the heart to do one. I guess you're right. I, <laughs> I'm very low on stamina. I, I burn out quite easily. Like, I'll punch the shit out of an old woman, but I'll just get the one old woman, like- but have you ever, like, that kind of reminds me, would you ever fight a toddler in a supermarket in front of their mom? Because I would. I no. would beat the fuck out of them. If they're being very disrespectful, I would. What would that toddler have to do to you for you to beat the fuck out of it? For me to actually pick a fight with a toddler, I'd say... You're saying you would pick a fight with a toddler? No, no, I wouldn't never pick a fight with a toddler. But if they if they're eyeballing me, like, we're going to have problems. I don't like being stared at. That's a whole different kind of low I guess you're right. But I mean But anyways, what, what, what are they do? doing? Like are um, they throwing fish at you? I get no like names. throwing fits. Like have you ever seen a toddler throw a massive fit in the middle of a Walmart or something? That of you're, course. I think we've, you're we've all like... been there too. I mean you probably don't remember it, but I'm I'm sure. Oh I mean, god come no come on. We've all done no. it. I would never. I would have never. I was too afraid of my mother. Everyone throws a fit at least once in their life. Right, and if you don't remember yours, that means it was bad enough to where you just blocked it out. Either I blocked it out or I got knocked out. Like, my mom probably hit me with the people's elbow. Like, she hit me with the good old rock bottom, just put the heave up on me through the produce section. Like, my mom, doesn't fuck, my mom doesn't fuck around with that. See, my mom told me about mine. I think I was just too young to remember it. Really? Um, what was what happening? Um, I, it must have been some toy, you know, at was. the store. Of course, Fucking like selfish. everyone else. Greedy bastard. What 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 else was I gonna want? What was he gonna throw a fit over a you know king sized mattress? <laughs> I would have, yeah. Honestly, that would show I have my priorities in order. So right that you want a king sized mattress as an infant, because I I might still have that king sized mattress today. You know, if I threw that fit when I was five. Everybody just ha- has the same mattress until you're about forty, and you can actually afford to have another mattress. You can afford to buy another one. Right, and then at that point. It's one of the hardest flexes you can make on, like, your <laughs> circle of friends that's probably only, like, three people wide at this point. Like, oh, I l- my mattress can, like, move, you know what I mean? Like, I got an adjustable base. Jeez. Now I can just recline in bed. Dude, I met someone that had that kind of mattress, that kind of had that kind of power at, in their early 20s. They were never the same. <laughs> I don't want to say that it's com- directly linked, but right after that mattress, he became a father. So... Yeah, you're just spending way too much time in bed he, at that point. Yeah, too comfortable. No, yeah, no. Go get a couch. <laughs> go get, get a, a futon. A nice a futon. Uh, everybody needs a futon. Everybody. Everybody that I've met that's single in their twenties has had a futon before. The, it's or just has. the futon stage, right? Yeah, Along we're with the, the uh, what Keurig single cup brew stage. Yeah, we're just in that stage where uh, we sleep on futons. We think it's okay to skip meals. We think that. Uh, staying inside and being quarantined all day is a privilege. But hey, at least you got a freezer full of alcohol, right? Absolutely. Get shit-faced. What else is there to do, right? Furniture stores are kind of weird too because uh, you always got someone following you around, right? Right. Right? And you don't always know if they're trying to make a sale or if they're just weird. And I feel like the only other place that happens is shoe stores – and probably walmart's oh man dude <laughs> my voice cried do you hear that <laughs> yeah I was like, I, I are you in puberty. puberty right now yeah, yeah. i'm redoing Did change it. your mind yeah you changed my mind i'm redoing it but um i have no, yeah that's happened to me I, I mean i get followed in walmart but i feel like a lot of people aren't getting followed in walmart as much as i am no it, yeah i feel like uh you know the method walmart's are a little uh little selective you know they're sus yeah <laughs> The, the part that sucks... Not not that many of them, but, you know, if you go to one, you definitely know. Absolutely. And it sucks because, I mean, it makes shoplifting very hard. But, I mean, I manage. I manage. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. Like, my Halloween costume, I didn't pay a single cent. I just stole everything. It helps when the person following you is just, uh, just a weirdo and you're both there to steal. No, yeah. I'm like, oh. He's like, hey. I'm like, yo, keep an eye out. <laughs> and they just helped me yeah like, all right word. and Walmart is pretty much the only place you're ever gonna see that happen as well. I mean, whenever the employees help you steal from there, yeah, absolutely because they do not care about Walmart making a profit at all. I mean, who does well, I mean Walmart's gonna make a profit regardless, right? right. So might as well just steal That's what I do. Now, have you seen that that challenge whenever people would try to spend twenty four hours in a Walmart? Yeah, and most people would just hide in the toilet paper section. Yeah, they would hide in the toilet papers. Could you imagine just coming stumbling across those fucking weirdos? What yeah. What do you do? What do you what do you say? I think personally, if I uh, was taking a, some toilet paper and I found someone behind it, I would just set the toilet paper back and then just probably move cities. <laughs> you, were dead ass, to go that route just to move away from them? Yeah, dude, that would be, it'd be so weird because you're right. What do you say? I mean, (laughs) they obviously have something going on. And I don't, I don't know if I want to disturb that. Right? Right. You know, whenever you go to Target, no one there is helping you steal. You know, you run into someone and they want to have a whole conversation with you. Right. They're the ones that are preventing me from stealing, you know. Everyone there is just too damn friendly. No, and uh, there's actually a there's actually a thing I was reading that Target actually waits for you to steal at least five hundred dollars worth of merchandise, so they can get you in grand larceny. Oh yeah, I b- I believe Walmart does the same thing because it's really not worth it, for, you know, for th- them to sue you for a twenty dollar t shirt or Fuck, something. Dude, I'm getting close to that five hundred dollar limit. Yeah, you just gotta cap out at every store, right? Exactly. Just uh, hit four hundred ninety nine dollars, they can't get you for that last dollar. That's, what I'm, that's my big plan. But then it's so different from other stores like um, Sam's Club. You know where Costco? Because you can't really steal from them. No, yeah. You need a membership to even be in there. I totally get it. They really filter out like everyone they the, don't want. The undesirables. Just based on that base membership fee. The bourgeois. The bu- this is pl- These are places for the bourgeois. Because they sell air conditioners in bulk. And... They you can buy hammers and fifty five gallon bucket of popcorn in the same trip. They it's a really weird vibe in there. Yeah, and the people there you never know uh, if they're trying to feed a family of twelve or if they're uh, shopping for a corporate company. Or, yeah, right. Or if they're just like really goddamn selfish, or just like really cost effective. You know, you can usually tell what kind of people you're dealing with at a Walmart or a Target or you know. Some other grocery store, but it's a little harder to nail when you're buying in bulk. Absolutely. Like, they could be buying for a congregation or something that you don't even know about. You see the church just buying like 12 bottles of wine and 15 cases of saltines. And like condiments for the priests. <laughs> Imagine having a corporate credit card. Right, the amount of power that you'll have now, yeah the amount of power behind a corporate credit card is I, is, un, is unthinkable because anything you can buy you can it'll just be a bill to corporate and half the time they won't even notice it right as long as it's you know not like over a hundred dollars I feel reason. like you can get away with a whole lot as long as it's within reason you can commit a cool crime like that which by the way I think there is such a thing as a, between a cool crime and a not cool crime like, a cool crime would be, you know, laundering money. Or larceny, over, even. Or larceny. But, like, an uncool crime is, like, murder. Or petty theft. Or pe- no, shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sticking it to the man. It's a little bit of anarchy in your life. You wouldn't understand. You score. What's a little misdemeanor every now and then? Exactly. If you don't have a misdemeanor by your by 22, have you been living? Like, are you really alive? Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone under 22, go get your DOI already. Yeah, you get one DUI. Use it wisely. Like, if you're going to get, if you, I don't condone drinking and driving, but if you are, do it, you know, make, make it worth your while. A whole different world is the people that, uh, try to promote themselves outside of places like Walmart and Sam's Club, you know, because you have magicians and then you have dancers and then you have. Girl Scouts. I was about to say, is like, what, what kind of Walmart do you go to that you have a bunch of magicians in there? I understand the dancers. I've seen a few crackhead like, dancing outside of my Walmart. They're pretty fucking good. Like, I don't know if you know this, but a crackhead can sustain his whole body weight on his head and his neck wouldn't fold. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's just pure will to get even a penny out of anyone. I, I wish I had that much will. I wish I had that much core strength, dude. They do some crazy shit. Yeah, apparently anything is possible when you're on hard drugs. No, I seriously believe that the government made cocaine illegal just because they wanted to withhold us from our true potential as a species. Like, I I wholeheartedly believe that there should be an Olympics where everybody's just allowed to be on drugs. I want to see how fast a human can actually run. Stimulants and everything. I mean, you think the uh, Olympians like Usain Bolt aren't on anything? Make them go a little bit faster? I think there has I think there has to the, hmm. no you not same, even a little bit of caffeine. No, Usain Bolt looks like a square. He doesn't look like he parties at all. Yeah, you're right. But I but the rest of the Olympians they fucking party. I was reading a an article that said that Olympic towns that they built you know for the Sochi Olympics or the Rio Olympics, everybody's just there banging. It's just a giant orgy for people of Olympians. I feel like they uh, choose to the bang cities to host the Olympics too, so that way it's just around the clock. Like, you, they, like they choose to bang fucking cities? No, yeah, they choose to host it in cities oh, that they, are known for banging. Oh, that are known for orgies and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Cause, but then again, Rio was so dirty. Rio was super dirty. Yeah, I guess it was it was dirty everywhere except the stadium, though. Um, so they were banging in the stadium. You don't think they were fucking in... Right outside the stadium. Right outside the stadium. I mean, with all the other normies. I still can't believe half the shit that happened in there. Like, the dead bodies were washing up on the shores right before matches and shit. Yeah, I know. I feel like uh, everyone had a real big wake-up call. You know, whenever... Everything passed 2010. <laughs> yeah, it's felt like a, I've been in a like a, a simulation... 2010 to now and we're just in the darkest timeline you know like everybody's just choosing to go renegade on this well i think that bad news is just uh, a lot more prominent now you know and everyone gets to hear it yeah yeah but like i feel like half of the half the news on tv right now is just like here here's some more bad shit so as a kid i thought working at walmart was like the biggest flex i don't know why I thought it was just I thought it was just up there with McDonald's, right? Because uh, it's because they're everywhere, right? Yeah. So that means you had to have had a lot of power. Yeah. You. Was, I just assumed that everybody that worked at a McDonald's or everybody that worked at a Walmart just knew, automatically knew each other, and everything. <laughs> and everything just became was just this giant connected corporate entity, I guess. It also had to do with McDonald's being inside Walmart's as well, right? Which th- also hit the spot. Might I add? Oh, absolutely! Like nothing like buying a week's worth of groceries and immediately just eating McDonald's for the day because you're too fucking lazy to unpack everything and cook something while you're you're like, wow, I did a lot today. Let me eat McDonald's. I deserve a little treat, right? Get some uh, nuggets and large fries on the way home, right? You you worked hard, right? Get some nuggets and large fries for the way home, and then get a burger. Even though you got the frozen version with it, exactly, (laughs) (laughs) or you even have the ground beef to do make them yourself. It doesn't it doesn't taste the same. I swear to god they put like tobacco or nicotine in nuggets and shit. They're just so good. Yeah, no, there, there's something in it. I don't know what it is yet, and I think in 10 years there's going to be a scandal about it, but until then I'm happy. Well, there's always that Facebook mom article that everybody shares that the McDonald's nuggets are just like that giant pink paste that are just pressed. I think about the that store. every time I have chicken nuggets from anywhere and it's haunting, but chicken nuggets are way too tasty I don't to care. keep me from eating it. I don't care. I'm like I, I know it's bad for me, but they're just so good. I think I can handle a little heart disease. But uh just something about working around those places I thought was just a huge flex, you know? No, yeah, for sure. I um I never I never really had my sights set on grocery stores or fast food chains, unfortunately. <laughs> but um I um uh, I don't know. What did you want to be like as a kid if you weren't going to be managing some people at a McDonald's? If I wasn't going to be a manager at McDonald's, I thought I would have assumed I was either going to be – my top priorities at the time were cartoons because I fucking loved watching them and right. uh, being an astronaut. I wanted to be an astronaut for a while. Like I seriously thought I was going to go to space for a long time. Sounds stupid. I know. Yeah, no. Only like sixteen people can be astronauts. It's you know a very mean? exclusive club. Yeah, and uh, I'd say it's more realistic to be a cartoonist than it is to be an astronaut. No, it definitely is. Well, in my case, I'm I'm shit at drawing, so it doesn't. They're both way are, out of my reach. Are you good at being in space? Do you know that? Do you f- know yet? Fuck, I don't know. I mean, I've been underwater a couple times. I think I handled myself pretty well. Being an astronaut, why did you want to be that? Like, any any specific reason? Any specific reason? Did you see a movie or something? Um, There was an old TV show called 321 Penguins that I really liked. I thought that show was cool. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. 321 Penguins? Yeah. And it was about space. It was like one of those, uh, I want to say it was like a, (laughs) it was a community cable. Oh, I see. So, like a PBS type thing? PBS. Well, it wasn't on PBS, but it was definitely very low budget. Right. But uh, I thought that I was going to be an astronaut. I saw that TV show. I was like, yeah, I could do that. That's easy. Uh, It's not. No, yeah. Apparently, you have to, like, be a whole scientist, right? Yeah, you have to to be very smart. So you can't just, like, you know, be fit. You also have to be smart. Uh, it's, It's one or the other for a lot of people. So I think that's why it's such an exclusive club. Right. Right. I definitely couldn't do it. But for a while... I wanted to be a cartoon artist, even though I sucked at drawing. I still do. I'm still awful. But I seriously thought that was going to be my career choice. No, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. I mean, did you watch a cartoon that inspired you to do that? Like, was it Courage the Cowardly Dog? (laughs) That fucking TV show. No, it wasn't that, because that one actually fueled my love for horror movies. That one uh, kind of let me know as a kid that you don't have to be funny or... Necessarily makes sense in order to have a career in entertainment. How else do you think magicians have a career, or mimes, or mimes? <laughs> mimes freak me out. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the fact that they're black and white and just like yeah, it's it's the whole getup that gets me. Because it, it was if it was like someone in street clothes doing it, I think I'd be more inclined to watch it. Right, but just the fact they painted their face and they're wearing black and white all over, I I it's it freaks me out and maybe that's just a thing in like tvs and movies and stuff like that but either way like it it has to originate somewhere it's it's just not cool where was the first mime was it in france i want to know where that where that kind of comedy star- started is it even comedy i mean it's kind slapstick right yeah i i guess in a way it is um you know, guess it's just like, what, two to three minute bits on I can't get out of something, or I'm reaching for something that isn't there. I mean, sure. Something like that. I mean, uh, who's donating to mimes anyway? Is mime even a profession anymore? Um, I think this next year I'm going to try to undertake it and we'll see what happens. We're trying to undercut the mime market. Right. Right. Fuck mimes. Mimes, if you're watching this, fuck you. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Coming on you. As a kid, I really wanted to be an engineer. But that's really only because my dad was an engineer. So it came from a lack of creativity. My name is also the same as his. So you were just a bit biter? Pretty much, yeah. My entire childhood, I was bit biting from my dad and occasionally my mom. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would never want to be like your mom ever. Yeah, I know, right? It makes more sense why uh, I got put in time out a lot. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) But engineering was... uh, it was just like one of the only other professions I knew that wasn't firefighter or policeman or astronaut. <laughs> or lawyer. Or right. Anything. Something basic like that. Lawyer or doctor, you know, something that everyone else picked. No, yeah, so I would, um, in the first grade, we had an assignment where we had to, you know, draw what we wanted to be when we grew up because most people did have a basic profession. How does, how does one draw an, an, an engineer, George? I drew a stick figure with a tie even though most of the time my dad didn't wear a tie, then what the fuck? <laughs> he just wore like a a button up collared shirt, you know, with some slacks, but no tie most of the time. But I was like, this is probably the best way I can convey it. <laughs> and uh, I would always be holding a, I think, a clipboard and a pen, and then I would go up to my teacher and be like, I don't really know how to draw an engineer. Oh, I was about to say, it's like it sounds like your, it sounds like your dream profession was to be a Mormon. Just to walk around and just sign people up for shit that they yeah, don't would, care about. I just want to uh, take a bunch of polls and surveys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just Twitter. You're just an active Twitter poll. I just want uh, to get everyone's email so I can send them a quick 10-minute survey. That they're not going to pay attention to because nobody pays attention to you. All right, what do you think about YouTube drama nowadays? I never really pay attention to it. Um... Because why should I? Because why should you? I don't know why should you. I, it's pretty good YouTube drama. I think it's only worth it if you actually know someone in it, right? But even then, I didn't care about most of the YouTube drama where I even saw one of the people. The Paul brothers, I think, are a little bit intolerable. The Paul brothers are always the po- The so, Paul brothers are always intolerable. They're they, everything they do is insufferable. Yeah. So anyone uh, that they're in beef with. I'm always rooting for the person that's not the Paul brother. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm always rooting for the other, whoever's against them. Because I know they're right. Every every time that the Paul, uh, Paul brother has been in, in, in some shit, I know they are they 100% caused it. It's their fault. And they brought it upon themselves. I have zero sympathy for them. Like, Logan Paul, to me, just looks like a man that never grew up. He still has, like, a teenager. He still has that Vine haircut that he had. He's just, like, 34. But he has that skater boy... At, that Mitchell Musso kind of hair, it doesn't look good, dude. You know, And that's just the consequence of having a camera on you at all times, right? And trying to make everything into a video right. or a blog, right? At some point, you just have to let it go, right? Because you're going to do stupid shit, so you may as well just do that on your own instead of, uh, I don't know, broadcasting it. Exactly. Like, if if all the stupid moments that I've done... We're on video, I wouldn't have a fucking career. I'd probably be dead. Like, I fell off of a moving jeep before. Right, because everyone said some stupid stuff, and everyone has been in some awkward moments, and everyone has... Filmed a dead body, yeah. We've all been there. I think the majority of YouTube drama is just a bunch of petty stuff. No, it's one-percenter type shit. Yeah, because um, you have to be invested in the whole drama you have to be invested in both sides to be able to get a clear understanding of it and that's just i'm not about that i have more important stuff to think about right and most of the time it's just petty stuff happening right childish right someone hurts someone's feelings because they had an opinion we we have no room to talk though we're pretty goddamn petty ourselves yeah that's that's accurate. Like I, I know I've known you for so long, and I know how just how petty you are. If I was being scrutinized by people already, I would be doing whatever I could to not do petty stuff. No, yeah, a, and th- end up on a uh, Twitter moments. There's a simple, there's a simple strategy that I feel like everybody should know. Know when to shut the fuck up. That is an insen- that is an essential skill for real life. Yeah, most people say think twice. Just. Think three, even four times, and then just like, don't honestly. say anything. yeah, just don't say anything most of the time. and afterwards you will have a lot more clarity Ten yeah, stuff tends to work out whenever you're not seeing red and just like hurling hurling insults at everybody. Things tend to work out quite well. Are you a spiritual person, church? No, not really. Define spiritual though. um, like do you believe in aura's chakra? ghosts witches the supernatural do you believe i believe in none of the above none of it no what kind of boring ass world do you live in Where you just think about printers and shit all day what do you do i usually just make uh copies (laughs) where's your sense of wonder george i'm a very deeply spiritual person i've never really been um into that because i i don't understand a lot of the logic well I mean that's the thing you're thinking about it as logically like half the shit that happens is illogical like um my family we've we're, we have a really weird luck like I, I've talked about it before, but this one's talking about my grandpa my grandpa he whenever he was younger he got invited to go to this he got a appro- he was a doctor in Mexico and he got approached by two dudes dressed in all white and he said that they looked smooth I don't know how else to say it <laughs> they looked smooth. They look suave, they look suave, but like i'm talking like I'm talking about their facial complexions, like they were just smooth, like have you ever seen the those smooth Bernie memes, yeah, but who were they? He doesn't know, but they just handed him a card and had an address on it, and they said, "Hey, meet us here so uh, later that night he he was very reluctant to go. It was only because of my grandma that he said, I should let me check it out, you know, so he goes over, he checks it out. And the way he described it, my dad, my grandpa was a tall dude. He was like six seven, but he he was saying that everybody there was taller than him. They were all dressed in white, and they were have you ever and they were bending spoons with their minds. It sounds like he was at a clan meeting. Oh God, in Mexico, all dressed in white. <laughs> in Mexico, he <laughs> said, said they grandpa. were smooth. He was a dark man. Leave him alone. <laughs> but um. He was talking about it, and he they were bending smooths with their minds and shit, and everything was like just had a weird feeling. Was he at a Scientology meeting? It's at the, I want to say that's what it was, but I was Scientology a thing back in the day? Was yeah, or is no, it just I recently? It's, it think it's uh, it, I think it's old enough, maybe. I I really don't know. That. I really don't know either. But all I know is that shit's goofy, and I'll gladly make fun of people that believe in it but he didn't know what he went to either he didn't, he didn't know where he was he he kept cuz nobody was talking to him he kept trying to like so he shows he up and there's some cult stuff going on and then he just uh dips. basically well yeah he he yeah, said that's, he that's said pretty, he, was, he said he was trying to he was getting freaked out like he said he was like i'm like, i'm freaking out right now i can't i can't go through this cuz like at one point he said that at one point in the day na- of the night um everybody kind of congregated in a ballroom, I wanna say it was a ballroom, was like just like an event room. And they were waiting on somebody. And whoever showed up look, he said that they didn't look human. The Grand Wizard. <laughs> the Grand Pooba. But <laughs> he, he said he didn't they didn't look faint they didn't look human. Like they had they, their ears were very I wanna say like they look flat against their head. Like not how ears pop up. But they just very flat against his head, and I believe him. You know, yeah. If this was in America, I'd say that he was full of it. But given that it was Mexico, I mean, those are probably just victims of cartels, right? Torture. I mean, well, that's another thing. He also got asked to be a doctor for the cartel, right? Like, because that stuff was so prominent. Like, it doesn't surprise me that any of this stuff was going on because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it's just a completely different culture in a completely different world over there, especially with the different kinds of problems that they're facing, including, you know, cartels. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There's a whole documentary on it it right now. Right, right. Like, there's a... there's been, you know, even countless TV shows on it, too. Right, like Narcos. Shout out. Shout out to Narcos. I want season two. This shit's good. Narcos Mexico, it's really good. But, um, yeah, he he lived such a strange life because he would also because he also happened the cartel also like they kidnapped him and they were like hey save this guy's life and he did and and they just let him go they they let him go but they were also like hey do you want to be our personal cartel doctor because uh you because the cartel will hire everybody they'll hire drivers they'll hire yeah no there's a demand for everyone engineers yeah they'll hire it, em- it's really just being paid to keep quiet about to it be quiet to keep quiet about it and my grandpa was like yeah no I'm good right and that I've uh I've definitely heard some stories about cartels and uh you know I'm not gonna tell them right now but it seems for the most part they'll come with a demand but they'll give you an option to leave yeah, yeah right they, they as long as you don't. comply you know which is obviously a sticky situation you know which obviously because you're, you're threatened but right. At some point, if you're not an enemy of them, they'll give you the option to leave. Right, which they did, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm good." They were like, "Well, we're still going to come to you if we need help." And he was like, "That's fine. I'm a doctor. I don't. I won't turn away a patient. It doesn't matter who they are. But uh, just please, don't don't con- don't contact me ever again." So in effect, he kind of was uh, working for them, in a in a for a very brief stint, just to save that dude's life because. That dude was all kinds of fucked up. Right. He still managed it, so congratulations to him. But that just makes me wonder, uh, what if he had accepted? Where would I be, you know? Because I feel like making a choice to work for a cartel has ripple effects. Right, was that before he had kids? Uh, I want to say it was right whenever he had kids. And I feel like the whole reason why he denied it was because he had kids. He had like yeah, that, that definitely kids. makes sense. No, um, if he... Had taken it before he had kids, you know, then he might have not had any at all. No, exactly. Where would I be? Not here. (laughs) Nowhere. Nowhere. Where would he still be in a pair of balls somewhere? (laughs) I would have gone nutted into a stiff sock somewhere. That's true. That's that's scary to think about. That's the butterfly effect. Do you think that's how time actually works? Um, the butterfly effect I think Yeah, I think it works in a lot of cases. Because everyone is doing so many things at one time that we'll never be able to tell what any other reality is like. Like we'll never be able to tell where your parents fucked up with you. Exactly. That's right? so strange to think about. Do you think it was? Do you think it was a culmination of things over time, or do you think it was just one unlucky day that just ruined you as a as a as a person? I don't think I'm ruined as a person. So. I don't know if I I can even answer that question. But you can always be better. I know you can be better. Right? I can't think, we all? Yeah. But do you seriously think that there's such a thing that you have just this one horrible day that it just ruins you for the rest of your life? Did this turn into a therapy session? This turned into more like a question cuz I I remember reading this in The Joker. <laughs> no, it wasn't The Joker. It was um I can't the think of, of a day that sentence. ruined my life, but I can think of a day whenever maybe a kid's week was ruined. See, So you can't, like, how? So, the killing jokes, by the way. The killing jokes. We must have been uh, in the third or fourth grade, something like that. And um, this kid brought a laser pointer to school. And it was cool and all. I mean, you know, everyone was into it. It was fine, you know, but it got old after two hours. Right, it's a laser pointer. There's not a whole lot you can do with a laser pointer. And so at recess, he uh, is still trying to flex on everyone with it. And he shines it into... One of my friend's eyes, and it's really not a big deal because it's like you know it was for like two or three seconds, but you know the fact he did it, what a jerk, right? But, but um, right after we said like it was three of us, we said man like that's not really cool like we're gonna we're gonna go tell the teacher. <laughs> so you snitched the kid so out. So we uh we told him that we were going to do that, and then immediately he starts like throwing a fit, you know like putting his head in between his legs, you know just not having it at all. He put his head between like that. You yeah, have to just be some kind of flexible. Kind of an oh, ball. okay. I was like, he's just walking around with his head between his legs. No, yeah, he was. Uh, he was just sitting down like at the top of the hill and just like away from everyone. But we didn't actually tell the teacher. No, we we walked in the direction, but then we just kept walking because we we didn't really want to tell on him because right. it wasn't that big of a deal. He had so, to learn his lesson somehow right and so he just had to think that we were telling on him and now you have blackmail for the rest of the, for the rest of the that well it gets year. even better oh word so we keep walking and we get the bright idea like what if we go back there and tell him that the teacher wants to talk to him you're gaslighting him that's blackmail you're just like yeah you should go talk to her and just admit what you did is that what happened well that is precisely what happened he just admit, so he snitched on he dry snitched because he didn't know you guys did that to him. That kid probably has zero trust in every in anybody else now. It's pretty funny, though. You know, he shouldn't have been uh, pointing lasers in people's eyes. You shouldn't have been not dry snitching. That. You shouldn't have been setting the poor kid up. That's so... Fu- I, I, you know what? I hope he shines a laser in your eye. I hope he finds this and he shines a laser in both of your eyes. Because that is so fucked up. What if he's a like a LASIK <laughs> surgeon now? <laughs> like his job is just to point lasers at people's eyes now. You're such a piece of shit, George. Well, he shouldn't have been pointing lasers no, in yeah. people's Th- eyes. No, right? totally. Like I could have avoided it all. Yeah, that's true. He could have he could have just stuck to like what, what do kids with laser pointers do? Like shining it in CDs and like reflecting it. Or, or doing... distracting cats. Or distracting cats, yeah. Literally anything. But he was shining it in people's eyes. So right. I it, the ears That's today. because you don't bring them to school. They're not even, they're not even allowed at school for that reason. Because what are you gonna do with them? Exactly, like disrupt I, class. The most, yeah, the most you can do with the laser pointer in class is just like point it at the projector. But even then, it's just a tiny like, take care of a red dot that doesn't even matter. I like using the, uh, the big pointer fingers. The big, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just have pointer. the the index finger look like a mannequin hand. I want to say so the ones that. Artists used to like draw position, hand positions? No, I'm talking about, I think they were called pointer fingers, but they had different colored handles. So, oh, the one you can get from the Scholastic Book Fair, right? Right. Dude, the Scholastic Book Fair, dude. I fucking loved it. I was such a bookworm. I thought it was the coolest shit ever. Yeah, it was, uh, I constantly stole from it, but. (laughs) You stole books from the book fair? No, I would steal the trinkets. See, yeah, no one cares about the trinkets. And the thing is, that's where they made their money. The trinkets. So more power to you. No, yeah, absolutely. I was undercutting the market because I would steal a bunch and then I would try to sell them for cheaper. People were obsessed with the erasers and the posters. What do you but think? For no reason. Yeah. What do you think? Half of my uh, stock included. It was just posters and shit that nobody ca- that nobody cared about, but it was my hot selling item. So jokes on you, George. I was moving product. No, the the book fair was uh, the book fair was bullshit. No, I yeah. think, because everything there was so overpriced. That is you true. You could get a. Books a lot cheaper online or you know, even at Walmart or Target if you could find them there. Well online wasn't really a huge thing. Right. When we were kids. But Amazon well you know it was up and coming. It was up and coming. <laughs> Jeff Bezos was in his little lab cooking. He was in there. Oh, this is gonna be good. They're Printing all those this. books out for us. Yeah, so they're gonna love this one. They're gonna love this one. Back when he had hair. Did he ever have hair? Or was he always bald? I'm sure at one point he had hair. Yeah, I feel I, like I wonder if anyone blackmails him with that picture. <laughs> I feel like the the richer you get, you can either go two routes: you can either restore your hairline, or you just completely lose it. Like look at Elon Musk; his hair completely restored itself out of respect, whereas Jeff Bezos compl- lost his hair, but he gained more power. You know, so, maybe so like, maybe it's a stress thing. Maybe Jeff Bezos was just had patchy hair because of the job, and so he just decided he should just oil it. I mean, why not? Yeah, why I not? Mean, yeah. Who's going to say anything to you? The more power you get, the bother you get. Look at Saitama. Right, I feel like Bill Gates doesn't have that much hair either. I feel like I, I, oh, this is going to sound weird to say, but I feel like Bill Gates wears, wears a toupee. Something about his hair, it just looks too boyish for a guy of his age. He's like, what, 50, 60 something? And I, he still I looks think like he's he He's a has, little older than that, but I could be wrong. But his hair just looks more flat than anything. It looks you know? boyish. I don't, I don't know that. I don't think it's a toupee. I think he's just uh, running out of ways to style it, and I think he's just too stubborn to shave it all. Right. Like, just shave your hair, Bill. Like, give it up. Give your hair up, and you'll get pow- more powerful. See, That's what that, tends to happen. One of my fears is having to go bald, even when I'm like seventy or eighty. When it would be reasonable. No, yeah. The minute I just don't want to. The minute my hairline pushes starts pushing back any further than it already has, I'll I'll go. I'll just shave it all off. Like I have a big ass forehead as it is. I don't need to be losing my hair. I'll i I'll go bald. I think you cover it well with the uh, hair that you have, but yeah, I didn't I didn't really know that you had a big forehead until you pointed it out because now I'm just searching for your hairline. Yeah, it's way back there. I and mean, I don't want oh, you yeah, to see it. I'm looking it. at it now and I'm like, This kid has a six head. Yeah, it's like right where my headphones begin. Is your hair thick though? It's thick. Okay, That's so I think thick. you have uh I think you're a little safe there, aren't you? Because you'll just sustain that hair that yeah you have but now. it's just the fact that like whenever I put my hair up in a bun or something like you can well, how see how about you don't have... put it in a bun well sometimes I have to oh I'll put it I'll put it in a bun or I'll it's just, it just ha- it's just one of those things that I have to do sometimes because I'll be either painting I'll be playing or sports or some shit and it's just flopping around in my face and I can't do that so um, I'll put it up and I just you can just see this giant fucking forehead like have you ever seen Rihanna she's just got that fucking chrome piece in the middle of her head I can't say I have Dude, she has a big ass forehead, and I love it. Bless you. Bless you. He sneezes in threes. So who the fuck does that? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm a three pump yourself? chump every time when There's it comes to sneezes. George, anything more than two sneezes, I feel like I'll shit myself. It's uh, it's difficult. That's for sure, especially when they're super big, <laughs> like foreheads. Yeah, um, I feel like I yell when I sneeze. Right? Yeah, it's, it's it sounds like a yelp. More like a, more than a yell. Like you're just like a little cat just caught in a snare. Just like, You know, something I love to do is uh, yell for help in between my sneezes. (laughs) It's like, fuck, this one's a rough one. (laughs) Just uh, try to get people to have a reaction, you know what I mean? Oh my god, what do we need to do? Right, just like making sure, just get everybody's attention, make sure they're ready. Because anything could happen. Yeah, but like, uh, sneezing, it, it, it really just gets people to turn away from you. I've kind of fucked up yesterday or a couple of days ago or a couple weeks ago at this point because I sneezed while I was getting the last haircut I would ever receive for the rest of the, for the rest of the summer probably. And now my hair looks absolutely dog shit. It, it really accent it really accentuates my big ass forehead now. Like, cause I sneezed and she, and I get, it felt like I got my wig snatched cause it just pulled up. I just pulled forward and she, while she was holding onto it. And I swear to God, I lost a few centimeters of hairline that day. Trying not to sneeze during a haircut has to be one of the hardest things I'll ever do. Absolutely. I really hope so because that was very difficult. But, I mean, like I said, I still failed. I still ended up sneezing. So. I, I don't think I've ever sneezed during a haircut. What? I think I'm too vain to do that. Have you ever gotten the tickle in your nose and you feel like you're going to sneeze? Most of the time, I just get, like, the tickle in my neck. You know oh, that I mean? little tickle? And then I have to restrain from like wiggling around dude i I can't tell you how many times i've had to go shaved head because i fucked up i would have my aunt cut my hair every now and then and she did an amazing job but there were very few times wherever i would let out a sneeze or a cough or just like any sort of mistake or that little tickle would just get to me that'll get you exactly and I, and I would do and i would kind of you ever get the pee chills whenever you're peeing at a urinal you just get the chills out of nowhere you're just like oh chills
1: Kind of. interesting or
0: like in the middle of the night when you get up to be you're like ooh, you know kind of <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah are you, are you talking about getting cold yeah you just you just like shiver like one good shiver while you're peeing. just yeah i've shivered before all right imagine that imagine you do that little movement but there's like a machine cutting your hair in the back so that happened to me and i just ended up having to go bald because it looked fucking ridiculous so i've had to go on shaved head multiple times <laughs> It's interesting that you make one mistake and you're just like, I'll cut the whole hair off. Well, yeah, like you said, I'm i am pretty vain. I'll admit that. And one mistake, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get over this. Just get it all off. Yeah, you see, I'm not uh, I'm not that self-conscious to where I'll cut off all my hair. Because oh, I am. nearly every time I got a haircut, you know, I would uh be self-conscious about it. I would actually hate it so much for about a week and a half. And then I would be like, this is the freshest cut I've ever seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> it always takes a week for me to grow into it. No, yeah, uh, I don't know about you, but my hair grows super fucking fast. Like, I'll, right. get, a, I'll get i a like, I'll get like a haircut. I like guys' hair grows super fast. Yeah, and uh, it's always been a a main argument for my sisters for um, envy. Like, they were envious of it because they got my dad's hair. My dad has amazing hair, but he's just like his is like very thin, and I got my mom's curly, luscious locks. See, I'd rather have thick hair than uh, thin hair. Yeah, me too. Because it seems like thin hair you just bald so much easier right then again like i've had so many bad hair days because my hair actively plots against me i guess you could say like Do it you put just any product in your hair no it looks okay. like it though doesn't it no it, it actually doesn't and i think that's right. what helps it because i don't put any product in my hair either yeah you have amazing hair george oh man that's one of the best compliments you could ever give me and it's the best compliment you could ever give a dude yeah. Give a dude – say it – tell the dude that his hair looks nice or that he smells nice. He'll remember that shit for like six months. Yeah, a couple of years ago I told myself I would stop using any uh, product in my hair like hairspray or mousse or gel. And it looks amazing. And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. All I do is just wash it. Right. And then I just comb it. Like yeah. I remember I remember in high school I walked up behind you and I tried to smack you in the back of the head and it felt like I hit a table. Like your, your shit was just so goddamn crusty. Yeah, no, hairspray was my – best friend yeah but man. uh you know and then i you know started feeling like crap right everything was so flaky it was bad i was about was to so say bad. it's probably all the all the aerosol in the air that you're breathing in yeah it, i like wasn't crap. helping the ozone layer layer either so that yeah. was also another reason i was uh trying not to use any hair products yeah it just kept burning into it Yeah, and shout out to mother earth what shout out you? to mother yeah you're doing a great job no no more hairspray for me. Exactly. I'm sorry, you. babe. Yeah, exactly. Get it get people that will treat you right. I'll treat you right. I love you, Mother Earth. I'll treat you right. Yeah, I don't uh I don't really make a whole lot of other environmentally conscious decisions, I don't think. I feel like we could always do more, but you know what's been bugging me? I feel like if if there is an afterlife, I feel like there should be a stat book and see how much fucking paper you've wasted. Oh that'd be an incredible stat because I definitely know in junior high and high school I was not paying any attention to a- any uh environmental rating. Oh really? Like were you just were you the kind of guy that printed everything off or Oh you- yeah, I printed so many things off because everyone always gave me the the advice that I needed to uh you know have stuff printed and have a lot of hard copies that way I could you know prove anything. Right. And that's just I, that's just not good advice i never used it i feel like that's the type of advice that's gone obsolete like oh yeah if, absolutely. Like there's there's a ton of uh, advice out there that's obsolete now like remember whenever the people would at, tell you to rewind your tapes before you return them like why? that's well because so the, why, so yeah, the next, why would i do that though so right? the next because person, i already watched it well i mean so the next person doesn't have to do that for you
1: who cares or what the, the
0: store wouldn't have to do that for you how many times did you have to do that i d I've done it quite a bit. I exactly. I, I was I we were so broke that I wasn't I was using nineteen ninety six technology in like two thousand five. That's only like what? That's that's nine years difference. That's, that's really a nine year imagine long. being nine years behind today though. Okay, you you have a little bit of a point, but you know, technology grows pretty fast, so in two thousand five. Right. You were still pretty good. Yeah. It's still so, I was I was still we were still <laughs> Me and my family, we thought we were so hot shit whenever we got our Hollywood slash blockbuster uh rental card. We yeah, Hollywood we, Video. And around the time was different. When, and the, yeah, and that right around the time is whenever Netflix started popping off. So we were always behind. We were always behind on the new thing. A lot of the times, I forget Netflix had you know the disc program. Right, they would just send you DVDs. Yeah, that was the that was the case. That's how Netflix got started. Right, like I I just forget that that happened because now they have you know like streaming. hundreds of movies online and you know their own stuff but it's just like they used to just trust people so much right? like right now the cable box the cable box uh, cable and shit like that it's dying and they're and companies like AT&T are offering their version which is they're saying that it's streaming but it's literally just a cable box like they're trying to rebrand it and it doesn't make any sense a uh, live streaming box. <laughs> yeah, they, no that's what they're marketing as like get live tv now with this streaming box. It yeah. still needs Wi-Fi. it still needs everything that a streaming box needs, but it's but it operates like no, a No, I think you're cable. right about that. I think it does have to do with the wording of the product because um live tv is cable, isn't it? So it just has to do with the fact that people are just so used to streaming stuff a day later, I guess, or, you know, even the same day. Right. I'll I'll gladly wait a few days to receive the same content. I just don't want to use Light TV anymore. If yeah, people are people are fine, I think, with waiting at least a day because, well, I think a lot of it is just the cable packages are just so horrible. How old were you when you first saw Dead Bunny? <laughs> Holy moly. How old were you? Well, you know, you didn't even have to see a real dead body because TV shows and movies and other entertainment stuff would kind of fictionalize it for you, right? Right. So they would always have the funeral scene where it was open casket for some reason, and they looked. And it was a PG thirteen movie, right? So it was just like, okay, like now I get to go to uh, these movie funerals (laughs) and see what uh, Hollywood thinks a dead body looks like, right? What was the sex ed like for you guys? (laughs) The what? What was the sex talk for you guys? I never had it. You never had it? No. You know, because school did that. Oh, I guess Why do they need to do it? Why make it harder? Right. I learned mine from Family Guy. (laughs) Isn't it a lot easier to learn it from TV or the internet or school than it is to have just this awkward (laughs) Awkward. 10-minute conversation at most with your child? Just saying, you can talk to me if you ever need it, knowing full well they won't. Exactly. Because, I mean... I mean, just think about it like this. Uh, you're, you're, a parent, you're a parent. You go to your kid. You tell them, like, hey, when sometimes when a mommy and daddy are really in love with each other, uh, things happen. But then you grow up, and you're like, all right, well, I had a, that I had a bender, say. and I just met someone. I don't really know their name. I'm a to fuck them, you know? You don't have to love the person to bang them. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, I was about to say it's interesting that you say uh, that they have to be really in love with each yeah, other. Yeah, that they have to be really in love. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's just not true. No, yeah, right? I, rem- I remember the first time I, I learned that I could have sex with someone that I didn't really love. That shit was crazy. Yeah,
1: was it was like, like cool. uh,
0: unlocking a whole different perspective of life, wasn't it? Right, I was like, hey, do you want to leave now? The first time you learned what wedlock was, <laughs> I have a sibling that's around 10 years younger than me. So it's interesting to talk about our parents, right? Like, how do how do what do you refer to them? Because whenever I talk to my sisters that are about my age, I say my mom and my dad. Why? Why do you say that? I don't know. You guys have the same parents. My brother does the same thing, but it makes no sense. It's technically true because I'm talking about my mom. You see the thing? But if you're talking to your sibling, then it's everyone's mom. Dude, I don't know. Mom, you could just even say mom. That That's sounds, what I say. That just doesn't sound right to me. I don't know what it is, but you I don't it sounds... say mom. What do you call your mom then? Mom. So you, you, but you don't call her mom when you talk to your sisters. I say my mom. I say whenever it's something about my mom, but I say my mom you, said this. Her name is mom. So why wouldn't you call her by her name to you when you're talking to your sisters? I don't know, George. It just it just doesn't sound natural to me. It sounds. See, I get a little offended every time my. Uh, brother says my mom or my dad because right. I'm like that. that's our dad if anything that's more my parent than yours I've <laughs> known him 10 years longer I have more tenure than you I feel that yeah so uh, I'm like where do you get off saying my mom no that's everyone's mom more specifically my mom <laughs> right so you're just saying I never giant... stoop that low I, I don't say my mom I just keep saying mom So now most you're... of the time I'll just say our mom no, and I saw you saying that because uh, for the most part, you're. This is the most adorable thing I've heard all day, like just the way you talk to your brother. Like I've never, I never assumed you could be so wholesome to someone else. Right. It's it's mainly because uh, I tell all these stories about uh, customers, isn't it? It's yeah. It's mostly it's mostly because like you have a, just a cold way of talking. Like you talk like a sociopath. It's the best way I can refer to it. I've never heard anyone tell me that. Most of the time, they just say it sounds like I'm reading a. Government document. Yeah, you sound like a you sound like a government document personified. I know how to be nice. If that if that's what you're saying. You know how to be nice. Just to know people how you, to be nice. Just to know people, how to play along. Right. It's just only for people that you actually like. That explains a lot. Well doesn't that explain a lot for everyone? I mean, you know, everyone knows how to play along and be, you know, courteous. But I don't see a whole lot of people going out of their way to make everyone else's day. That is true. I try to do that. It never works out, mostly because I have such a negative outlook on life. Not only that, but people uh, people are pretty pessimistic about everything too. So <laughs> that's true. Like you'll be like, "Wow, you look so nice today," and they're like, "Oh, so I don't look nice any other day?" Not only that, but people will be like, "Oh, this? No, I only just woke up, or I threw this together in two minutes, and it's just like, can you say?" Take the fucking compliment. Yeah, just can you can we just go on with our day and not have a conversation about it? Like it's I'm, not my it's not for my sake. I'm trying to help you in your shitty uh, self esteem. You know. I'm just doing my part. Exactly. I'm trying to get a good uh, evaluation at the end of the quarter. You're trying to get those surveys in, huh? Whenever I've had jobs that uh, have surveys, I try not to encourage people to take them a whole lot of the time because it just feels so scummy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel. I feel like I'm pedaling, but um, sometimes you know I'll feel super confident about myself, and I'm like, I have to cash in, I have to. <laughs> that was a good one. I feel it. That was a good one. Like you feel it in your loins. You're like, yeah, deserve. you're like this one, this one's gonna get me on the charts. This one is gonna put me on everyone's radar. I deserve all fives after that one. Yeah, we used to do that at Lowe's, and if and our bonuses was used to depend off of that. If you could fucking imagine that. How many surveys did you get? Like. Your oh. entire time working there, how many would you oh, say? Oh, I never peddled because I was such a piece of shit. But did you get any? Yeah, absolutely. How many? I feel like I got I got one or two. I the no, whole time no, you worked no, there. No, no, no. Um I had probably more than thirty. But oh, a, okay, a good portion of them was just people happy that at the fact that I spoke Spanish. I'm like Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that's a that's a easy way to get a five, isn't it? Yeah, the other portion was just uh people complaining because <laughs> would... were those the one stars yeah those were the one stars but it, it wasn't my fault they deserved it they were being they would come in they were either trying to pull one over on me or i just was not having it you know i couldn't imagine taking the time out of my day to like destroy the career of someone who works at a home improvement store you exactly know? yeah it, it made no sense that's why i didn't really peddle this whole survey thing just because it was just wasn't good. Yeah. A lot of the times people can just hurt you with it. Right. And no, because, um, once you give someone that much power, they cannot be trusted. Oh, absolutely. If you really want to test someone's true character, give them a little bit of power and see how, see how they handle it. Yeah. That's why I don't, uh, I don't tend to trust a lot of people with, um, you know, surveys, least of all. Right. Like I've, yeah, I've definitely ignored one or two surveys that you've sent me, and I feel bad about saying that, but I feel like this is now is the time for me to tell you I didn't take those surveys, George. I'm sorry. Every time, you know, whenever you go to the dealership and they send you surveys, yeah, I never take them. I didn't either. They send it to me every day, and I think if they sent it to me once, I would be more inclined to take it Absolutely. than whenever they badger me every day at noon. Exactly. Like, hey, at least that's what happened to me. Like, I had I bought my car like four years ago. More than four years ago, and they're still talking to me like, "Hey, you never rated our salesman." Like, "Hey, I've already refinanced with another company. (laughs) I sold it. Sorry." Yeah, no. um, One of the scummy things about those car dealership surveys too is everyone I've seen says, "Please rate all fives or please rate all tens at the end." What if it wasn't? You're just straight up like no shame asking for it right right it's like it's like if i if i really had a five-star experience i'll actually do the survey what are you gonna do if i don't exactly (laughs) there's no consequences you're gonna keep giving me five-star service no matter what i do (laughs) it doesn't matter i could be as big as of a dick as i want you're still gonna treat me right you're still gonna probably gonna treat me better See, this is exactly why I don't give people surveys. This is sounds right? exactly why, I think we just solved why people are fucking mean to everybody. That's exactly why people one, leave one-star reviews. Yeah. You'd never rely on one-star reviews. You can rely on two-star and three-star reviews because those are people that have shown they're willing to reason. Right. But if they're willing to just give it the lowest whatsoever and leave a one-sentence review that says this was trash, they can't be trusted. Know. You know, it just got to their head that Absolutely. they were able to lower the rating, even by a little bit. No, yeah, that's one hundred percent the case. But at the same time, you also get that with five star reviews, don't you? You're totally right. I guess you the the reason why there's so many five star reviews because they're straight up asking for him in some places. So, you some people want to build a career out of leaving reviews. You know what I mean? Because now you have approved rater, right? Or you have. Um, a five star rater or has uh, left one hundred thirty six reviews. And it's like that—that's supposed to impress me. So, so wait, 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 wait. There's a five star rater for five star reviewers. I, there's a rating for the rater. I I've seen that maybe on Amazon. I could be wrong. I but I'm almost certain that there is a platform where they have rated the reviewers based on accuracy and like quality information. And it's like there's a rating system about ratings, and I don't want to buy into it. Most of these verified purchasers, I feel, are just uh, people with day jobs who take the time to write literature about showerheads and, you know, anything that's made out of steel. That reminds me. That reminds me. I really have to show you this. There's a YouTube channel called Sexy Re- Reviews where it's just people, like this one sexy chick and she just reads, <laughs> she's, she leaves tech, she does tech reviews, but she's like so fucking naked. Kind of practically naked Does she know what she's talking about? Yeah Like she's 100% qualified to talk about these purchases And she's like just And it's so fucking funny Like cause she's just Isn't that more of a business move on her part? Then? That's true She's has her assets Hanging out <laughs> Have you ever read uh, White people Yelp reviews On uh, exotic restaurants? Yeah And it's always the funniest shit ever Right? Because they act like this is the only uh, restaurant in the world that serves Colombian cuisine or any type of European cuisine. And it's just like, nope, rest of the world has been knowing this. They act like they're the leading authority in my own culture, and I don't appreciate that. Right, like you've lived in Kansas City your whole life, and you're going to tell me which Venezuelan restaurant is the best. I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> that's so true. Because, I mean, there are some very delicious taco trucks and very delicious uh, Mexican restaurants around here where we live. And no one's arguing that. No one is arguing that there is good food of, you know, Hispanic, European, any type of cuisine. But it exists literally everywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And in in a lot of cases, it exists better. Oh, absolutely. You think it's going to exist the best in the Bible Belt? I mean, we can do a few things right, but... I mean, come on, we're not even the best at reading. We're like very bottom of that, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like we can knock out food pretty well, but I mean, I mean, clearly we you gotta pick food. your battles. We can clearly knock out food cl- we well. can do fried food pretty well, yeah, oh, that's true. I'll give it that i I love the fried food, but uh places like Edmond, you know, where it's a college town, and you have uh the younger demographics, like people eighteen to twenty four how how authentic do you really think a lot of this stuff is, you know? And um, it's not authentic at all. Mexico doesn't fucking look like that. But I mean, it it, it plays the it plays the part. So I was I was I, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, it I have definitely never seen it. I have never seen crack smoke so casually than in a white neighborhood before. That was pretty cool. Shout out to Paseo. That it's in but a nice once area. again, if you're gonna tell me that's authentic, I'm I'm gonna have to tell you off no yeah absolutely they had enchilada pizza that's a fucking insult but the fact that it even exists yeah i saw people eating that immediately i i cringed they were putting ranch in it they were putting ranch on it ranch on an enchilada and an enchilada it's the most ethnic inspired dish i've ever seen right while still trying to appeal to the white people exactly because you have the ranch for white people but you also have enchiladas for uh hispanic people but then you have pizza for italian people it's like who are you trying to offend they're leaving out they're still leaving out quite a few people you know what i mean like they should put beans on it for like english people or should they should put (laughs) like they should put haggis on it for scott scottish people (laughs) like that's what it's missing a good old good old haggis on on the pizza there nope yeah but uh have you ever been to a actual authentic mexican restaurant my mom's kitchen yeah duh of course i have i grew up on that shit well, yeah but i mean an actual restaurant around here oh yeah, yeah. absolutely isn't that such a different vibe than uh the tex-mex you usually see oh absolutely first of all <laughs> first of all the one thing you will see at me- authentic mexican restaurants you'll see kids working register like i can't tell you many times i've had like a 12 year old take my order and uh, compared to that teenager in high school that doesn't want to, does, obviously doesn't want to be in a, in there, it, it's a striking difference. Yeah, because um, you can tell when it's like family owned. You know what right. I mean? So it's it's all hands on deck. You know, because you'll be helped by the entire family. Right. You'll be helped by the entire staff because it's an entire team effort to go into it. Right. Absolutely. And uh, even better about those restaurants is that there is such a sense of urgency, right? Because the waiter is taking your order, but it does not look like they're paying attention to you, right? They're looking around the whole time, like waiting for someone to yell at them. Exactly. Like they're just on, they're just on edge the entire time. And I feel so bad for the kids. Cause I feel like I'm added onto the poor pro to his trauma. But No. Yeah. They're uh, everyone's always coming to your table, but they're, not listening to you at all they're there for two seconds either refilling your water or throwing your food on the table and running back to wherever they came from absolutely you cannot ask for anything if you wanted to uh order a side of any sauce you needed to have that like ready as soon as you walked in the door because as soon as you place your order that's that's it they're <laughs> they're, they're hauling ass in. all over the place yeah, yeah and if you can manage to stop one of them they're more than willing to help you the challenge is getting them to stop Exactly. This is why I think it's okay to trip Mexican kids and that are running in a restaurant. Because that's their goal. Because they're under... <laughs> that's their goal. <laughs> because they're under the mindset that as long as no one is able to single them out and talk to them, then they can get away with everything. Absolutely. Right? The challenge is getting them to stop. This reminds me of that time we went to that Mexican restaurant that I took you to. And there was that nine-year-old girl that refilled her water, like, 20 times while we were there. I felt so bad. You know, at at one point, it was probably about the uh, fourth refill that I was like, I I need to stop. Like, I should probably put my cup away. You know, that way I could just let the ice melt, you know, suffer on my own. Right. Because just the amount of stress that uh, was on her face by the time she had the fifth or sixth one, because you could tell that she had been trying to keep an eye not only on me, but... On all of her other job duties, like running the food and making sure that everyone else had water as well. Because normal people just have two refills. Yeah, but the fact that she, what I was dying, that had me dying laughing, was you would literally take two sips of water and she'd be right behind you ready to refill it. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) She would come up and ask us. She would ask, really what she would do is ask you. Masagua? She, she would always ask you, and she would wait for me to interject and say, I need more, because it, it, it was almost like she uh, didn't want to intrude on me. You know what I mean? It was like she was scared of me. Yeah, she looked horrified at you. And yeah, I felt so bad, and I don't know what it was. I think it was because I don't speak Spanish. Probably. Because I, yeah, I talked to her and I, I talked to her like I talked to my nephew, which is like, No, estamos bien, no te preocupes. Go. And, and Go I have just uh, this, like, I like to think I'm not super whitewashed, but whenever I'm in an authentic restaurant I have to be like, I'm good. <laughs> can I have tortilla can I have them flour can I don't want no flour tortillas? Can I have them corn tortillas instead? No, they uh you you don't get the same service as you do as um like an American restaurant, but By God, if it's not the best service you've ever had. Absolutely. Same with uh, authentic, like family-run Asian restaurants. Just family-run restaurants in general, I think, have just superior service. Absolutely. And I think they obviously care a lot more about the business, you know what I mean? Because their livelihood depends on it. No, exactly. But I think um, you bring a good point with uh, any type of cuisine in which uh, the restaurant is authentic, right? Right. Because um, it's a different culture that you're coming from, too. What do you? Th- in that. In th- with that being said, what do you think is the, is the most authentic American restaurant you've ever been to? That's hard to say because every time I think of one, it's just a chain restaurant, so they all feel like frauds. Yeah, they all feel like frauds. I guess that's just America's identity as in general. Yeah, I mean it. It, it would have to be like a steak or a burger place. Oh, But yeah, then absolutely. I would feel like I'm copping out by choosing a steak or a burger place. Yeah, that feels. Is, so is lazy. isn't there better food out here? like in america because that's kind of like our staple steak and burgers yeah yeah and fries anything fried no those are french stupid (laughs) (laughs) my bad i want to say the most authentic restaurant that i've ever american restaurant at least that i've been to is west pioneer pies they don't have never heard of that all right, well they because they don't exist anymore because they were so terrible. I was given that they were just awful. So imagine it was like I was walking into a different dimension because I just walked through the door and all of a sudden I was in like 1866. Like everything was just covered in sawdust. The pies were bland as fuck. I felt like it, it was just like eating vittles basically. It just wasn't good. And I and Everybody, nobody was dressed in period costumes, so I guess that's the one reason that key, that I stayed rooted in reality and didn't completely dissociate and pretend I was in the West Mid Wild Wild West. Because, holy fuck, I've never tasted bland flour and chicken in one bite before. It was so, just so bad. So you're saying that the most American restaurant you've been to tasted like shit? Yeah, it's it's fitting, isn't it? It's a perfect allegory because, I mean, I <laughs> I, th- I feel like uh, maybe an A&W or Texas Roadhouse is also up there with most American. Oh, Tex- I never even thought about Texas Roadhouse. I do like Texas Roadhouse. I think – oh, okay. I well, I like think it. anything from Texas is uh, going to be up there for most American. No, yeah, just because they have a giant population. They outnumbered yeah, all of us. By default. Yeah. That in California. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Very, very different situations, though. Right. Like, you know someone's from Texas because they walk by the way they walk, you know, shoulders back, head up, pelvis first, you know, just big dick energy. You can definitely tell the difference between a, someone from Texas here in Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma, I feel like it's just a boneless Texas. For some reason, people from Texas have a thicker accent. And it's like, I thought we were all on the same southern team here. Right. Like, whenever they say window, they say wander. Yeah, and for some reason, it just feels like uh, there's some odd competition between the Oklahomans and the Texans. Well, there always is, and we always win it. Oklahoma has a population of like 4 million, and I don't I don't really think there's a whole lot we can do in the way of culture battles between us and Texas. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like by default, we lose, and it's not always fair. No, yeah. Like I said, we're just a boneless Texas. Like, We're all passionate about football. We're all passionate about stakes. We're all passionate about propane. Isn't a uh, Matthew McConaughey from Texas? He sure he sounds sounds like, it. Sounds like he, it. He sounds like it. He teaches there or at one point he did teach there. But um I don't want to say he has a punchable face, but I wouldn't not punch him. See, it's funny you just say that cuz I've definitely I have I don't want to say I have a list, but there are definitely a few people that I would like, yeah, I could punch him in the face and not feel bad about it. Right. And it, I think it's because I know McConaughey would recover. Right, he's a beautiful man. Like, first of all, I feel like my fist wouldn't even do anything to his face because it's so damn chiseled. Oh yeah, it's like that uh SpongeBob episode where Squidward is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he looks like handsome Squidward. Yeah, that's uh, it. Except he's actually handsome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like one person. This th- this is gonna sound awful because I feel very guilty because I really don't know the guy. Um, and everybody seems to like him, but David Dobrik. He just has a punchable face to me. I don't know what it is. I think it's that goofy-ass smile and the fact that his eyes are never looking in the same direction. <laughs> like, one eye's over there, one eye's in the left. Right, because every time you see uh, McConaughey, you don't really see him smiling. Yeah, right? I feel like if he was smiling, people would be more on board with punching him in the face. Yeah, he's never smiling. He's always got that – he's always smirking. Yeah, That's he's, the thing. he's serious. Yeah. Right? And it's because uh, – <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, you got me. That's yeah, for sure. I'm, if for I'd the, punch you in the face right now. Yeah, you would. But, but um right, David right, Dobrik, right. I mean, just any faces where uh it's not behind a million-dollar edit, I feel like people want to punch you. Yeah, I feel like people want to punch us. I feel like I have a punchable face. Do yeah, I, have- I, I definitely feel like I have a punchable face, or at least a punchable voice, that's for sure. No, yeah, if your voice was a person, I'd punch it. If your voice was a person, I I wouldn't punch it. I, I'm sorry. You'd all yeller it. <laughs> I my have a shit. Oh, no, it's fine. You, like you'll take my voice out to the back and shoot it. I would do that. I would trade anything in the world to change my voice. Like you I would what? take it. I, like if my voice was a person, I'd take it out to the back alley, beat the shit out of it. And, like you're never gonna stop me from getting laid ever again. It's crazy. I feel like most people, you know, adapt to their voice because I used to hate mine, but that was pre-puberty, <laughs> right? Didn't everyone? hate yeah. Their voice pre-puberty. I still hate my voice. I got a shit deal out of this. Right, I definitely feel like uh I'm just more adapted to it. And I think it's because I told myself uh over a year that it doesn't matter because there are people with higher pitched voices than me. And as long as there are people with uh higher voices, I should be fine. She, I guess like yeah, I guess you're right. Like Megan Trainor's voice. I can't stand her fucking voice. That's another celebrity I would punch in the face. Megan Trainer? Yeah. Absolutely. Who's another celebrity you would punch in the face? I think I would uh I think I would punch Jennifer Lawrence in the face. Really? Yeah. And I think it's also for the reason that I know she would recover. Right. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing that I, I couldn't F it up. You know, she would recover. She'd be just fine if I punched her in the face. I don't know why I feel like that about McConaughey and Lawrence, but so you, so you choose your topics based off people like, oh, they'll probably recover. You don't yeah, choose your, right. you don't I choose don't your wanna, targets off of, like, I don't like this person. Right, yeah. I mean, right, because I don't I don't want to screw up someone for life. That'd be pretty rude. It'd be nice to get someone who's that gorgeous to just shake them up for a little bit. Right. right. Just right? Get them a little scared. Get them a little scared. I, I I'm almost 100% confident they would recover. But as long as they feel like they wouldn't, at least for a day— even for a second, and if you like the rest of us, so you, so for you, it's all about taking them down a peg, is what you're saying. You want to make them feel mortal <laughs> that it, they're not above everybody. It's just uh, reminding them that we're uh, all in the same playing field. That is fuck. That's that's actually profound. I I can't. The only thing that uh, makes them more appealing is that they're entertainers. Of course, they're more attractive, but you know they're damn good at what they do. Exactly. It's to say that that does that but just because you're good at what you do doesn't save you from getting punched in the face. Of course not. No, I mean remember that time someone threw a shoe at George Bush. No one's safe. No, yeah, he deserved that though. I want to. Oh hear yeah, that. for sure. But the guy who threw his shoe, you know, I don't want to say he got away with it, but at least he got to do it. That is true. That is true. I that guy's my fucking hero, by the way. Point made. Yeah. 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 Thinking about celebrities getting punched in the face is probably a guilty pleasure of mine. I have a I have a few more, but I mean, that's probably one. That's it, probably one of the more extreme ones. Yeah, no, it's definitely something interesting to think about, right? Especially if uh, you think about who could recover and who couldn't. Right. But I'd say one of my guilty pleasures has to be listening to pop songs on repeat. Really? Like yeah. you just choose? Do you have a specific? I'm not list? gonna say which ones. Right. I'm not lame. Fucking tell mm-hmm. me, dude. What I do is I just, I beat a dead horse. It's the same song over and over, like, for whatever I'm doing. Well, I feel like most people are like that, though, so I don't feel Really? It. I feel like uh, most people have a playlist instead of, you know, just repeating the same song for six hours uh, a day for two weeks. Well, I guess you're right, because, I mean, if you're going to be listening to the same songs, might as well put them all in one place, so. Right. See, but I can never make up my mind, so I'm just like, I may as well burn myself out and then move on to the next one. Oh, my God. Because I know at some point it's going to get old and I'm not going to remember it. So I should get all my joy out of it while I can. Oh, yeah. No, there's no shame in that. Yeah, because everything's going to fall out of fashion. So I'm just going to cash in while it's still hot. Exactly. Like, I, like, I'm still listening to songs from 2013. Yeah, because that's, that's still kind of acceptable, depending on what it is. Yeah, like, I'm still listening. Anything released by, you know, Kanye or Beyonce, that's yeah, fine. No, I was going to say, I was like, I'm still listening to Born to Die by Lana Del Rey. To this day. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That shit, stays, um, that shit stays bumping on my speaker. It is in rotation. It is every in day. rotation. Exactly. I love that bitch. That's like my ad break whenever I listen to the TikTok songs. Right. So music is your choice of media to like. nerd yeah, out Yeah, I'll to. binge it. You'll like, binge it? All day and night if I have the chance. Dude, I don't blame you. I have the same... My guilty pleasure... My other... Probably my biggest one is just how fucking into comics and how into anime pokemon and shit i am into oh yeah that's a that's an encapsulating one right like i remember specifically back in high school whenever we were sitting in stats class uh our teacher he tried to big dick us on pokemon names he did and i did and i completely showed him up on everything only for you to get one up by the pokemon nerd in school though yeah fuck that guy you were I, so close. I was very close. I I did very good. I like sl- you did impress everyone in the room. No, I'll yeah, give you, that. I, you know, yeah, I had everybody from the fact that I knew 151 or the uh, the original 151 Pokemon. That was totally it, and I named them in one order. So fuck with me, George. I just remember afterwards you gave me the most disappointed look. You looked like my father finding me mostly doing because uh, commercials. how many times had you picked on me for being a nerd? Only for you to do that. Oh, so I think many. it was. Uh, it was definitely telling. <laughs> I didn't tell you that I wasn't not a, jerk, a nerd. That was a, that was a reality you crafted in your own head. That's true. I yeah, just bullied you, just, you because uh... you did weird shit. I bullied you because that made me cooler than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I don't know. Shout you, George. out all my bullies, right? All right. I love you, George. I always did. <laughs> I love you too, man. Oh, thanks, man. Where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter, Romero 2 you guys can also find me on Instagram at maurito133. And you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at underscore George Richard, And follow the show on SoundCloud, Twitter, and Instagram at Tame Mayhem. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.